0: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's popping? What we're going to have in the house tonight? Hey, hey, hello,
1: hear me? can you hear me? Hello? Oh,
0: can you hear me now? Hey, why can't I hear you? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That's why I jumped on a little bit early. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Keep speaking so i can know which microphone is or speaker is the right one okay
1: hello? okay hello? yeah you see my got your little friend with me say hey,
0: hey. totally say no? hey. hello 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 i'm here hey that's the right one okay <laughs> how are you
1: are you are you
0: Hi friend. Say hi. <laughs> not so much. She's
1: she just like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. What's going on?
0: I'm trying to see on um on Facebook. I don't see the live. So on here, when I broadcast through StreamYard, for some reason, I can't see people's engagement, their comments and all that stuff. Uh So I usually have to go on Facebook on my phone so that I can at least see people commenting and interacting, but I'm not seeing. I don't see the broadcast. Like, where's my broadcast? Do you see, do you see it? On um Facebook? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to ditch StreamYard because this is aggravating. Really? Is he...
1: oh. It's showing
0: that it's live? Yeah, I can see us on Facebook. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't see me on my own Facebook. How about that? Okay, as long as you can see me, that means that other people can see us. Oh, I know what I had to do. I had to go to my home page. I was on my news feed. I don't hit my own news feed. What? Well, All right. How you doing, girl?
1: Long time. I am good. I know. I know. I know. How are you? I feel like we're the smiling sisters. Like every time we get together, all we do is smile. You know how hard it is to find a friend that is just so happy within themselves that every time you see them, it's like smile. She's like this like all day, every day, <laughs> and people like all the literally time. cannot get that. <laughs>
0: All the time. I um I don't get it. Um, and it is an internal thing, it's just like people aren't happy in themselves. So that's where it starts. Like I'm so good with me. Exactly.
1: And then I hear people say, Oh, you have to be healed, come heal. But healing is wow. a
0: ongoing, never-ending. Oh my gosh, process. it's a journey. I mean, it's like a it's a journey, it's yes. not a destination. You don't wake up any day talking about, oh, I'm healed. Mm, no. Nah. No, you're not. Because then you have triggers you. Yes. We <laughs> We're here. Like you could get
1: triggered. Like I like I can be healed and I can be out of a relationship and be healed. And then I look at I'm on a date and someone chews like a goat, and I'm like, oh, you chew
0: like my uh! ex. Like, <laughs> you know,
1: like can revert you back because we have memories. Not and we children. have things in life that happens all the time.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we I got a few people to that joined on Facebook. I hey, Shay. Hey, Angel. Hey, John Brown. Hey, my old homeboy. So we just kind of jumped in and started talking. I was really kind of trying to give people a couple minutes to get on. Um, man, there's there's people. We got somebody on YouTube. I'm so grateful for you guys. I do not take it for granted. Neither my guests and my little friend over there or my online guest, the audience. You all make this thing possible. Y'all are the roots to my grass. Because guess what, baby? This thing is blowing up. And I do yeah. mean that pun intended. Yes. Pop, 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 pop. We blowing up over here. We blowing up. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually... My, my live videos are, um, this is the introduction to the blowing bubbles podcast. I'm taking it up to the next level later this summer, man, we're doing big things. My website. Ah, have you looked at the website? I have. It looks good. Thank you. I've really put a, I put a lot into that website and it's still, so it's so robust. I don't know how to work it all. So somebody, I need some, I need some tech support. 911 Tech out there in the world if y'all can help. 911 and appreciate you. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I am going to get into it. So and she takes this me. wig off my head. This podcast is gonna be over with. No, it's not me? it's gonna be <laughs> over. I am cutting the camera. Don't Click you do it? We're gonna keep it real delete. tonight. The, the fact that you announced it was if a she wig. here
1: in this kitchen,
0: honey. And if she takes
1: this wig off <laughs> my head, we are no longer friends. So just go back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! So I want to introduce you um, to the audience. I have crazy things. So those of you, if the, the I don't know who knows me on social media that doesn't know that I am a realtor. Um, Kanisha and I met years ago. She does she did something that I do a lot. Like she just approached me. I was showing a house in her neighborhood and she was like, "Ah, ah I'm going over there. Kanisha is a mortgage lender." And we just clicked. Like <laughs> from day one, we just clicked. So, um, things have changed. We've both grown. We have both done a lot in these last few years. My God, my God. Um, man, Haley was still in the oven when I met you. she's been some years, honey? <laughs> it has been some years. Oh man. And, um, Y'all used to see me getting up early, 5 o'clock in the morning, going to the gym. She was the other person on next to me talking about, come on, girl, let's go. 5 o'clock in the morning. Getting it in. 5 o'clock in the morning. And didn't lose no weight. We were just up in there sweat for no reason. And looking at the cute guys going, "Mm, mm, mm." (laughs) 5 o'clock in the morning. We were (laughs) up. But we were dedicated. We went every morning. Um, for a good while, and then I moved, and she moved, and now we like forever apart from each other. Now, um, but yeah, this is my know, girl. The Opposite ends, honey. I'm in Atlanta, and she not. <laughs> 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 oh man! And if you know anything about the traffic here, it's demonic. So yeah, there's that. I've been to her house once. But she, what, twice? Once or twice twice since she moved. And yeah, that's far, far. Um, and my grandbaby, my son, and his family are out there not far from you. So I don't I don't have any excuse. We're gonna we're gonna link up more often. We're gonna link up more often. So we're gonna talk about real estate. We're gonna talk about whatever. We're gonna keep it real tonight. We're gonna let the conversation flow to wherever it goes. And Thank you, Cheryl Gunn Martin. She's on two channels, I appreciate you. Hey, Maria Wheeler, hey, Anthony Reels. I appreciate, man, I don't take it for Hi. granted that anybody is giving me their time. This here is just so amazing to me. Um, I love you all and there's nothing you could do about it. So um, I wanna invite you in the uh, comment sections to make sure, you know, guys, you can ask us any questions. Kanisha is a mortgage loan officer. And the girl be closing loans in eight days. Some some lenders they be having people out there for six weeks and all that. Mm, this girl will get you done in eight days. So she she's yes, pretty thorough. I mean. We've done we've done some deals together. Like, like, yeah. So we can talk real estate if you have any questions about loan programs or anything like that. If you have any questions for me, yes, I'm a real estate broker. Oh, Lord have mercy. That's a whole nother story. Um, but any questions about the market? No, it's not going to crash. We can get that one out of the way before anybody asks it. Nope, it's not no, happening.
1: not going to nope, happen.
0: Not happening. They, they made y'all scared for no reason. It's not happening. It's not the same. If you understand the conditions that existed in 2000, prior to 2008, then you would understand why it's not going to happen again. So things change, um, but it's not crashing interest rates got high and people got scared so but
1: but people are still buying they are people are still buying
0: as a company to... we close still. we're still closing 100 million dollars every month easily a 100 million dollars a month in closed loans a month people are still people
1: are still buying houses a and month. the crazy part about it is I'm telling you girl if this weed come off my head yeah,
0: we just jilly. gonna laugh and keep it moving. I'm gonna laugh, just so you know. I'm gonna laugh. I'm just but gonna go ahead and let you know. We are going to keep it real. We, don't have know. To it. we know it's a wig. We know the baby's been up there. She. I'll go. I'll go wear my wigs. Okay. But she a little frisky Christian wig. Like, like come where does her come, come from? Like she... I won't. It'd be own to laugh at you after today, but I'm gonna laugh tonight.
1: It be your own kids, man. Your own kids.
0: Oh, my goodness. So what's going
1: on? Yes. How you doing? So, gosh, let's see. Okay, mortgages are still picking up. Like, people are buying. Right now, it's the summertime. So, of course, a lot of people are out here buying and shopping. Because what tends to happen is um, a lot of buyers want to get into their homes before the new school year starts. Right. And um, basically, what is happening now that we're seeing in the market, sellers are giving concessions. There are certain price points that are like really hot button price points. Like anywhere under $300,000 is a very hot price point. And the reason why I say that is because the average person in Atlanta makes $20 an hour and $20 an hour sounds like, oh, it's a lot of money. But when you look at it, it's really $42,000 a year. Right. And with the current interest rates, that's around a 250 price point. And it used to be, you can have a $40,000 a year salary and you could buy a $300,000 house in 2022, I mean, 2021 and 2020, but now because of the current interest rates and where we are, your, your price points are lower. So if people are looking out to come out and shop, come shop, buy your house, get you some seller's concession. There are so many loan products out here that are available for customers, for consumers, there's the down payment assistant loans. There's um, FHA, VA, conventional, jumbo. We have a full catalog. We even offer bank statement loans. So right now, I think if you're looking to buy a home, it is the perfect time to buy a home. Don't let
0: anything deter you. Right. And I always try to encourage, encourage people um, from the standpoint of a lot of people are waiting because interest rates are where they are and they got tired of competing. And so they wanted to wait the market out. You can't wait the market out because here's what here's what I know for 100% certainty. My um, experience is investors are not waiting. Investors are not waiting, they're still buying, they're still coming in with cash they are more than content to keep everybody a tenant. Okay. So on one hand, if you're somebody who's invested in the stock market, if you you have a pension fund, um, hey Rhonda, if you have a pension fund, some of these big, the big, big guys, they are they're backing pension funds. So, yes, we all want our pensions to be healthy. We all want our 401Ks to be healthy. So in that regard, it's healthy for the economy. But for the average everyday person, waiting is only letting these guys just consume all of the inventory. So imagine five years, 10 years down the line when their business model shifts and they decide to dump the inventory. Who you think is going to control the market? Prices are not coming down. While they're somewhat stable and uh, teetering on the lower side and climbing down, creeping down, you better buy. You better buy. Give them your, we're going we gonna to drop your information a couple times, but give them your website so you can, um, y'all can hit Kenesha up and get pre-approved. And I'm telling you, by the end of July, you could be in a new house.
1: Literally by the end of July. If I would have got your file today, you could have been in the house by the end of June, honey. Right. Um, yes, my cell phone number is 601-447-4012. Um, that is the best way to reach me, even if you can't
0: all day, man.
1: Call or just text. Text. Cause after five, I'm with some children. So However, I will still answer you. <laughs> so, yes, that's my cell 601 447 4012. And hey, I look forward to working with you. I look forward to talking to you about your situation, how you can buy, how you can, I wouldn't necessarily say build generational wealth, but how you can live and be a real estate investor. Like, people don't realize that there's so much game out here in buying real estate. A lot of people say, oh, I want to buy an investment property. Okay, well, do you currently own a property? You don't own a property? Okay, so buy a house and you live in it. And in a year, you take that house and you rent it out and you buy another house and you live in that one. And then in a year, you take that house, you rent it out and you buy another house. And that's how you build your real estate portfolio. And you can use down payment assistance each and
0: every time. time. Each time. And so one of the things that, that worked really well for us working together is we are both extreme students of our craft. Yes, We study. There are so many people that come to me and they see what I do and they wanna know how they can do it. And they say, I wanna do real estate. Baby, I put, I'm telling you, I sometimes sit up from seven o'clock in the morning to one o'clock in the morning all day at my desk. I am studying my craft. I am studying my craft. You can't tell me nothing about real estate. First of all, I've been a carpenter since 1996. Hey, <laughs> A real life carpenter. I'm a union trained carpenter. So I've been on the other side of it. I've been investing in real estate. I've been building and doing all this stuff. So I have a different eye than a lot of real estate agents yes Yes. most agents most licensees that have my training are in it for investing they're flipping they're not doing the, the real estate that i do so i study this business i i i have literally coached several agents to get their license because i just know it so well i'm licensed in multiple states and it comes easy to me because i'm super passionate about it and that's one of the things that made us work well together because we just love what we do you found your thing I found my thing like you're a whole entire accountant and you don't even do accounting I crunched numbers though I had to you give it crunch up I still crushed my numbers though. those numbers and just like what I did my in my past career path it set me up to be an amazing realtor and you yes. are great like I'm telling you, she can look at your stuff and just look at it and be like, that's not going to work. You're going to have to do something. You, Like, I've seen it and heard it and just start laughing. So I love that. I want people to understand when you get in this business, either, no matter what you do in this business, this is not for the punks. It's not. And I'm going to put it no. flat out. This is not for the punk. You only eat what you kill. Yes. And a lot of people don't understand
1: that, you know, you see all these superstar people like that are famous, that are all over social media, that is killing it in quotation marks, literally in quotation marks. And you really don't understand. You're you're coming into the game and you're measuring your year one to their year 10. Or you're trying to figure out how they're doing so much volume. How do they get their connections? But the truth of the matter is people want to do business with people who know what they're talking about.
0: Absolutely.
1: You can be pretty all day long. But, you know, like when I was growing up, my parents used to have this plaque on the wall. It says a real woman knows how to look like, how to act like a lady, how to think like a man, how to how to look like a girl, how to act like a lady, how to think like a man and how to work like a dog. And And he used to say, as a woman, you need to be able to outwork any man that come into your area. I am so mad competitive and I'm not even competitive with my coworkers. I'm competitive with myself. Mm-hmm. Like if I did this out volume this month, I need to do another. I need to do one more next month. I need to That's get right. it. I need to get it. I need to get it. That's
0: right. Because, hey,
1: it's and, and you can't get it if you don't know what you're getting. And
0: works, you're right.
1: Yeah. We became students of the game because at the end of the day, if you're not able to just literally put your finger on something and say, OK, let me dissect that. Let me see how I can make that work. It's never going to work.
0: Absolutely, and that's
1: Absolutely. with anything in life. That's like literally with anything in life, mm-hmm. and anything. you got
0: to be willing to learn and adjust yourself. So, right, and that's that's important. So, have there been any times since you've been um, in the mortgage business that you've had to make a major pivot?
1: Yes, there was a point in time where I realized, okay, Kanisha, what you're doing is no longer getting you the clientele that you desire. Mm. Because I when you fill up your funnel or when you fill up your pipeline, or you get your leads coming in, you're like, "Okay, I got leads, I got leads." But you can be busy doing a whole lot of nothing.
0: Period. Real busy but not
1: getting any business. Exactly.
0: And I'm and like, "I know I'm either. working.
1: I know I'm and working. They're... I know I'm working." Like, yeah. why am I not why am I not making money? My money is not equating. I got to the where I was literally pulling like 150 credit applications a month, Sheesh. but only closing like
0: five or six deals. Oh wow. So did you isolate what that void was where, where you were not going quite right? Where you were- I did. What I ended up realizing was
1: I was good at getting people to clickbait, you know, mm, like putting a little information out there you would click. Okay. And then it draws them in, but it was just people drawn, getting drawn into access information, but wasn't going to do anything with it. So I became a, I became a master of wasting my own time. Sheesh. How did you come
0: out of that rut?
1: I literally had to say to myself, you can't drag it through. You can't make people buy when they're not ready to buy, but those who are ready are going to come and you need to know what that sounds like when they come. So one of the things that I had to do was I say, I give, I give clients a three arm rule. If I call you and say, Hey, this is Kanisha. I heard that you wanted to apply for a home loan. Let me see. How much money do you make? Um, how much money you got? Um, what do you do for a living? Um, okay, nope, 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 nope. You're not ready. You're not ready. Because right. if you don't understand your own profile and your own life, then how can you expect me to put it
0: together for you? You're going to work for that. I'm going <laughs> to work. They, if they do anything. If I mean, they do, I'm working. Uh,
1: give so me this, one, give
0: me this, give me this. Here's one misconception I want to address. Um. So there are a lot of veterans out there, who have VA loans? And this is one of the things I had a problem. This this um, individual got frustrated with me, right? VA loan. I got a I got a hundred percent loan. How much money do they still need to come with?
1: <laughs> I would say on a VA loan, you're going to need at least four percent of the sales price
0: of the sales price people don't understand that still so if you have a usda or a va loan or any other loan that is supposed to be 100 percent there's still upfront costs that Absolutely. are not covered by the loan tell us some of those costs that people have to pay up front <clears throat> so some of the things that i like to um initiate or
1: to start off the initial conversation with is there's costs that are associated just to get into a contract with a buyer and a seller. You have to have earnest money because you need to let people know that you're serious. When you're getting ready to go shopping for a house, you're going to go walk up to someone and say, hey, I want to buy it. I got $300,000 loan. I want to buy your house. So you get on the contract, but then they're like, okay, but well, what if you don't buy my house? What if you can't get the loan?" So that earnest money, you already need to have that available because the earnest money is going to say, hey, I'm serious. This is something that is collateral and you can get your earnest money back. You just got to make sure that you dot your T's and cross your I's. Because
0: make sure is your you're working home. with a realtor that's going to protect your earnest money
1: exactly make sure you understand the language in the contracts that you are signing and make sure that you have a realtor that can explain that information to you it is a lot of people out here that sign paperwork and they just be like well i signed it but i didn't know what i signed how you don't know what you're signing like this is a major purchase this is hundreds of thousands of dollars and you didn't think to read on a dotted line So a lot of times when you're getting ready to buy a home, make sure you have your earnest money together. And earnest money is usually around 1% of the purchase price. We're not in that market. We got to put up 20, 30, $40,000 anymore, but your earnest money is literally 1% of the purchase price. So for instance, simple numbers, if you're buying a $100,000 house, then you need a thousand dollars. That's right. So the next amount you need is an inspection. Please, please, please always get an inspection.
0: If your realtor tells you not to get an inspection to make your offer more competitive, rethink that relationship.
1: Rethink that relationship immediately. Anytime someone tells you, you don't need to see if you need to save money. You don't need to see if your money is going to be spent at a later time because you got to replace an AC unit or refrigerator or roof. A roof? Right. Oh, God, no. Um. Yes, always make sure that you have money for an inspection. Inspections can run anywhere from $350 to $700. It depends on the size it of the property. on the size of the property, exactly. And then the next thing you need to have is the money for an appraiser. An appraisal, and to give you kind of a, a simplified version, your home inspection is to tell you how good your house is, what condition your home is in. But the appraisal is to tell you what the value of that house
0: is. Based on the comparable sold properties in the area.
1: Exactly.
0: So I don't care if the five houses surrounding that house are listed at $20,000 more than you're paying for this house. If they haven't sold, it means little to nothing.
1: It really does not matter in most cases. It really doesn't. And a lot of times... People say, well, well, do I really need an appraisal? Well, let me ask you something. (laughs) If I walked up to you and handed you uh, open a box and said, you can't open it until you give me my money. Because what's in here is valued at $300,000. But you got to give me $300,000 first. And then I let you open it. Would you do it? Absolutely not. You need to know what is in the box. You need to know what the condition of the box is in. And you also need to know what it is valued at. So a home appraisal is just that. So closing costs. A lot of people ask me, what is closing costs? Why do I need closing costs? Because a lot of times we get into the mindset of I'm buying a home just like I'm buying a car. You're only thinking of your down payment. But truth be told, you have closing costs as well. So when you have closing costs, this is how I try to explain it to customers. The state of Georgia got to get paid. The lender got to get paid. The attorney got to get paid. You're going to have to pay people because you have taxes, insurance, escrow accounts that you have to fund because tax bills is a lien on a property. If you don't pay your taxes, we all know about tax sales. (laughs) That's where it comes from.
0: They will get theirs
1: first. Yes, they're gonna get theirs first. First, the government's gonna get theirs first. Right. Look at your paycheck. That's why <laughs> right. you have
0: gross debt. <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. Okay, so we've got home inspection, appraisal. Oh, and I also want to give you, I, you guys, a little bit of a breakdown even further on the home inspection versus the appraisal. The home inspection is owned by you the buyer. The appraisal is owned by the bank. You cannot pick your appraiser. The bank sends out an appraiser based on it's a it's like a pool, a kind of a we'll call it a lottery type situation. It's not even that's one of the protections that were put in place after 2008. Because of corruption. So that's one thing that I want you to understand. Yes, you do own the appraisal, I mean, the home inspection. No, it is not mandatory, but it is 100% foolish to not get one.
1: Exactly. So, and I think that's where a lot of people were going wrong in the 2020 and 2021 crisis. And I say it's crisis because it was so tragic. But a lot, we of talk a people, lot about it. Yes, a lot of people waiving inspections. You can just throw a house up, and somebody come up. and You're gonna have 15 offers before an hour is over. With
0: I sold. It was June of 2021. I think I listed my son's house we had an open house that started at 12 o'clock noon, probably 1130. It was about 30 people in his yard. Wow. Before we opened the door and I'm talking about, we had so many cash offers. It was, it was crazy. The frenzy that, that was happening at that time. Um, but then on the flip side, when, when we went to buy a new house, oh man, I was, I was pitbull. Like I told you, this was my son. Don't, don't make me comfy.
1: <laughs> don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't, don't play, play with it.
0: With it. <laughs> <laughs> don't play with it. So yeah, people were, they were waiving everything. No finance contingencies The people that we ended up, that he ended up selecting were, it was a cash purchase. No appraisal, no finance, no. They didn't do an inspection. They came through and they were like, "Okay, yeah, we we want it." And what's the <laughs> like we was 14 days. Like it, it was happening. It's not as extreme anymore. Um, but the same investors who drove the prices up are the same investors trying to drive the prices back down.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay, we got a question in there. He said, "How much does an appraiser cost?" So the appraisals also go by the um,
1: square footage
0: footage of the house. Yes. So anywhere from five hundred. I I just say average five hundred, but no less. Probably no less.
1: No less than five hundred. I would say the minimum I've seen has been about four ninety nine. But there are some independent appraisers out there, but I wouldn't trust them. Um, not saying that people aren't good appraisers, but some appraisers, when they come out and they're independently doing an appraisal, the value can be drastically different than the value that a bank does. Because right. the bank is doing a, a like a cost approach versus a value approach. So value is kind of like what you might value the house as, but cost is kind of like, what are the, what are the costs in this area? Right. What is the school system? Cause the school district can change the price of a house drastically. drastically. I remember I had a, a, a buyer that was buying a home and the appraiser went out and appraised the home at 375. The house was listed at 600,000. He appraised the house at 375 because he said it was in a certain school district the realtor was like no mr agent was like no 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 no. it's in this school district so the appraiser went back out and got the value of the property because the school district literally changed
0: that's the whole value crazy. of the house i haven't seen that bit that's
1: like wow it down. was a wow. humongous gap <clears throat> wow but think about like Having an appraiser that goes out and that can tell that knows the area is important too, and that's
0: that's key because the way that 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 system works, they don't always come from the area that the house is in. um I've had appraisers from Augusta and all kinds of, like far, right? They don't know the area, so they're just yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's in their brain, but right, um, so. I have someone that just asked the question, so we should contact the bank to have it done. So, Nate, that question, uh, that statement, we're talking about in the purchase process. You are already a homeowner. If you want to get your home value, you can just get an appraisal. You can order an appraisal on your own. And you don't have to call the bank for that. Uh, If you're getting ready to list the house, then you can do a you can do an assessment, but you know, I mean, if I'm gonna be a realtor, I can just, you know, do the comps myself and do and, and price it properly because whoever buys the house is going to have an appraisal.
1: Right. They're gonna have an appraisal on the house. That's yeah.
0: just mandatory.
1: And then a that lot of times it used to be you could put 20% down and waive the appraisal, but now it's like it's very rare that you're gonna get that. And yeah. I wouldn't want to raise my waive my appraisal anyway. Because at I wouldn't
0: want to at all. And and for me, if I was if I was in a position to buy a house and finance a house and have the an option to waive the appraisal, I would feel comfortable doing it just because of my experience. But I would never, ever, ever recommend that. Not even for my clients. I don't want that liability. Um, right. But for my own purchase. Yes, I I would because I'm going to dig and I'm going to dig and I'm not going to pay any more than I want to pay anyway. So right. I don't care if it's valued at 500. If I don't want to pay more than three, I'm not paying more than three. Right. right. So that's just me. So don't anybody go out there and say, well, Karana said she can do it. You can do it yourself. Eh, I got different experience. Yeah. <laughs> He's a licensed. What did you say? Union. Carpenter. Carpenter, since '96, baby. That's a long time. Oh, God! A realtor, broker, <sighs> broker. That means I've been doing this for a long time. With, you know, some, some credentials anyway. behind that name. Put anyway. put some respect on. It. Put some respect on it. But yeah, <laughs> um, man, I love, but I love what I do. Um, and and I know that you do as well. It has um, definitely afforded me an opportunity to not have the headaches of working for somebody else. Cause I hate jobs. But you
1: know, it's so funny because we would get up and work a job and we'd be at job. We'll be at that job at like eight o'clock in the morning because they said be there. But we won't get up and work for ourselves. And I think that's where a lot of people fail in this industry is they don't want to get up and work for themselves.
0: Like you are self-employed. Your paycheck is how much you worked. Your paycheck depends on self. So, yes. Self, how do you feel like you want to make money today? Mediocrity or lucrative? I want to be a little bit leaning toward the lucrative side. I don't like Mm -hmm. I don't like jobs. I don't like especially corporate. Oh my god, where are you going? So, I just girl, you know what? That sounds like a perfect time to segue. You got some children, don't you? You got children. I do, I have several. Ooh, I have several. a basketball
1: team and a relief,
0: <laughs> and a plus one. And you got a six man,
1: I have a six man team. Do you hear me? I do. But you know, motherhood is literally the best hood to live in.
0: It is. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I would not.
1: And you know, it's so funny because like, motherhood gives you the opportunity to see how stupid you
0: sound when you was talking to your mom. Hi, mom. My mother's on here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shisha. <shit. laughs> but it does like i i love motherhood i love being a mom it's nothing like it my life changed the day that i looked at my daughter like right oh my god my cousin he said i got a 10-man team <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. He said he got a ten man team. He said he got a ten man team. Woo wee! Oh, oh, cousin, can and they all over the place. Like. is in the military; <laughs> she in the navy, I think. And then he got a baby. Oh yeah, his is all over the place.
1: I will tell you, because <laughs> I'm gonna need him to learn how to pull out of a parking lot.
0: Like- <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't talk because I'm fertile so
0: and, and so you have six, and you came from a big family. How many children did your parents have? Oh my God, it was like sixteen of us, man. Y'all ready for Sixteen. Lot. It was 16. a lot. She has fifteen siblings.
1: It was a lot, and my parents—they adopted kids, and it was just like—I mean, it was—it was always people, children, and food. It was always that sounds love. about like my house. And it's crazy because I'll go back home, right? Because I live in Georgia, but I'm from Mississippi. So everything in Mississippi is kind of like ranch country, yeah, yeah. backwoods type of thing. And it's like nothing but <clears throat> flat land. You don't never find hills and stuff like that. So I go back home and I'm walking around my parents' house. And it was a four. I grew up in a four bedroom, two bath, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm walking around my parents' house and I realized this house is kind of small. And I know it sounds like four bedrooms, but them rooms was kind of small.
0: Like now it You have something size. to compare to. You have your own yes. living experience. Yes. And and, and looking at our and bedrooms in my parents' it? house. So are they in the same house that you grew up in? Yes. Wow. My parents are still All in their house. Children. They built
1: their house. They've been in their house for about 42 years. So they've been in their house wow. for a very long time. And it's just like looking back and reflecting it's like this house is small like how do we all fit in here but when you are growing up it's so big and it's because yeah. you grow up on love you know what i'm saying it. it's like everybody yeah. just loved everybody like yeah. we didn't get along, but we loved everybody and that's yeah. a different type of love can make your your space feel so big and how it's really that? small
0: that's some bars right there love can make your space feel big because we are in a culture now where we convince ourselves that we need more, bigger, faster, like, we really better. don't. We really don't. We actually have better, better than we've ever had in generations right. past. And we keep thinking we need more, bigger, better. And it's like, that's why so many people are sad and depressed. One of the reasons, because we're, we've convinced ourselves that we don't have enough. Mm-hmm. That we need more, 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 more. And then people work themselves to death. You can't afford to re- retire like people did in the past. Because mm-hmm. we're still going in debt to get more. Right. For what?
1: And then the crazy thing about it, I was doing a, I was thinking about something the other day. And I said, we work till we're 65 and we live until we're 70s. Like most people now on average are living in, in their, their 70s world. and they're passing away. So that means at 35, you middle age. That don't sit well with me. That just that and, and we're still unhappy with the fact of I need something and I don't know what it is. And man, I'm telling you, it's it's crazy because even now I'm out here on this dating scene and it's like dating different people, you realize that some people grew up on love and some people grew up on survival.
0: We're gonna have to we're gonna have to marinate on It's different. It's different. I know it. Okay, so the dating scene. There's some layers to this, right?
1: It's so deep. It can get so deep real quick.
0: Dating, first of all, in this day and age with six children. What in the world is that like?
1: Oh, God. It's it's a lot. And I say that it's a lot because like... First of all, you got to think, okay, am I going to end up with a pedophile or something?
0: Or am going to yeah. end up with a serious You judge, got five girls, not you? just six kids, five girls. Yes. And then, and then hey, I got a son too. And a son. Let's, yes. let's, let's not dismiss that.
1: Yeah. Because people but, are crazy. Yes. And it's kind of like you find someone and you're like, <laughs> okay, this person is halfway decent. And then it's like, mm.
0: there it is. Some spidey senses wake up. There it is. Next,
1: <laughs> but it's crazy because I have, I have six children, and a lot of people say you're a single mom, and I say no, I'm a single woman mm. who
0: has six kids.
1: Mm. You're not gonna okay, victimize so me and make me a that, single. Break mother. that down
0: because somebody needs to hear this. Break that down. <laughs> the difference between a single woman and a single mother.
1: A single mother is someone who is. And destitute, but a single woman is a woman who's unmarried. I take care of my kids, I take okay. care of my home. I don't need assistance. I need a partnership. Those are two totally different things. Okay. So it's I feel like when a lot of people say, Well, I'm a single mother, I say, No, I'm not a single mother. I'm a single woman who just happens to have kids. So when you come to me, come to me and treat me like a woman who just happened to have kids.
0: So do you have, do you have like any hang ups about dating men with children or men without children or anything like that? Not really. I
1: think dating men with kids is not an issue. What an issue comes in is if you ain't handled your business. So, like, I don't know if you can hear this, but this background noise over here is love, laughter and happiness, honey. All the time. <laughs> On the occasion I have a kid to cry to, but it's love, laughter and happiness here all the time. So if I'm dating someone and they can't enhance this environment and they can't keep it going, where it's always love, laughter and happiness, then that's going to be a problem for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because when you, yes, because when you grow up on love, it's always going to be there. You're always going to see the bright side of things. But when you grow up on survival, you're always going to be like in a selfish setting and you're always going to want to be selfish. So when I see men who have, who are, who have children, I always ask them what happened in that relationship with your ex and how could you have made that better? Because if you have a horrible relationship with your ex, that's going to spill over into Message. Our-
0: yeah. Message. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that is a definite red flag. Do you, are you open to dating someone who's never had a child?
1: I am open to dating men who never had a kid the only thing that i ask is you're coming into a situation that has already been established
0: mm-hmm.
1: and this is this is something for men who are dating women who have children when you're dating a woman who have children she is i want you to think of a mindset of she's basically running a corporation on her own She's the finance manager, she's the chef, she's the chauffeur, she's the doctor, she's the lawyer, she's the pediatrician. She is everything that her home needs all by herself. So when you coming in, of course, you're gonna see some things that might need to be adjusted because she's doing it by herself. So she can't be everything, right? She can't do everything perfect. But if you come into that situation and you don't have children, the only thing you can do, the best thing you can do Is be a support system for that woman. At least say, okay, well, I see she's overworked over here. Let me go ahead and start dinner. Or I see, you know, the kids ain't had their homework done. Let's get the homework done. Like find out what system she already have in place. And then step in. But a lot of times what I've been hearing from female friends and just, you know, just people out in in the world is that when they date men who don't have children, they don't understand family dynamic Mm -hmm. and they don't understand that kids are another job. It's a whole nother job. So when you come into a, a, a company that has already been established They already have a handbook <laughs> Rules and regulations On how this thing is being ran Now don't get me wrong Everybody has input And you're going to see some things that need to be tweaked And corrected and fixed or whatever But just make sure You tread lightly Because nobody wants to know Or hear That they done, done a shitty job with their Hmm.
0: Okay, so one thing I want to I want to touch on, you said the women are how did you phrase it? Women are doing it by themselves they don't need so many women ain't there so many women are struggling and they are looking for more, they, they more so need that, (laughs) that person to kind of enhance, basically to keep the ship from going down.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Some people, um, some people function better as a unit, um, as a complete unit. I've seen, I've seen and heard so many people there like, (laughs) They're not where you are, sis. (laughs) Um, Especially with, if if a woman, a mom, or whatever parent has the custody of the children and they're responsible for the day-to-day activities and lives of these children, they may really need more support. They might not be balling out financially. So losing that extra income in the household, however it happened, is really a blow for some people, and they end up jumping from bad situation to bad situation because they they haven't really stabilized. So you are blessed on top of blessed in that regard. Um, that's I would
1: just- say. A lot of people are not there and mm-hmm. it's kind of like anything if you anything you enter into life if you do it out of desperation you're going to miss a lot of things Hello. that Hello. you would never have accepted. If you go take a job just because you need a job then you're gonna be putting more stress on your life just because this is what I gotta do right now to do get it done. Right. And trust me, I've been there. I've been there. I learned
0: but I'm not not though, don't make decisions out of emotion.
1: Don't make decisions out of emotion, don't make decisions out of desperation. I had I was talking to this guy, and he's a I don't know, He's probably a billionaire, but I think maybe he's like a millionaire or something. But I know he got money. Way more money than I ever could think of. But he said something to me. And I asked him, I said, you know, because we was in in this building that he owned in downtown Buckhead, a high rise. And I saw him driving a Lexus. But it's people up in there that has like 550s, Maybox, you know, like G-wagons and stuff. And they're in a building renting from him. And I asked him, I said, you know, like, why do you drive a Lexus? And he said, it gives me a luxury vehicle at a value.
0: And people put value in different things. Exactly. I have, I have one, one lady, I can't wait to lock her down and get her schedule tight. She's um, very, very wealthy. She owns, I think, six apartment communities. And I'm not talking duplexes. I'm talking about each one of them is hundreds of units. She owns six. Okay? This woman is still driving a 2013 Lexus. <laughs> Most of us get it wrong. We are out here going. That's what I'm talking about. People going to debt for what? And they and make a
1: relationship. They're making relationships decisions on what too. So, it's like... like when you when you make a decision about anything in life even in relationships you have to decide am i choosing this person because i'm desperate or am i choosing this person because they add value
0: Yeah, yes like i i really want to encourage people to to rethink those type you know financial decisions rethink those um i had a i had a financial mentor probably 20 years ago who said if you can't write a check for it, you probably don't need it. I said, but coach, I he said, Karana, you can't write a check for it, you probably don't need it. I ain't really mm, listen to them all. <laughs> but I did eventually get to the point where, man, I'm good with like I had a, I had a, were we together that time? No, it was a real estate mixer I was at. I met this um, guy. I think he was a mechanic. And he told me, he asked me what kind of car I had. And at the time, I had a Hyundai. Are you a realtor? You're out here selling all these houses? You need a Benz or a BMW. For what? Because you pulling up to these houses? And that has I don't care if I come in the F-150. I bet you I'm still a better realtor than me. 90% of realtors out there and maybe more. They ain't going to not work you?
1: They that is like, car is you.
0: not doing the transaction. No. Like, and I think that's
1: where and that's why I talk when customers when they come to me about buying a home. Gonna, I tell them, I said, listen, you're buying this house. What's more important to you? Is it the price of the house? Because a $200,000 house and a $400,000 house is not going to be the same. Period. At, uh, is it the cash out of pocket, which is basically what you come into the table, what you're paying out of pocket right now for, or is it your monthly payment? Ninety nine percent of my customers always say the monthly payment. Mm-hmm. But then when they get out
0: there and they see what their monthly payment and they budget get them, yeah, they're like, them!" <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I have to call you back, like, "Girl, can we please can we please, get that please, budget you know, a little bit higher?" What's that debt to income ratio do? Because
1: the thing is, is that a lot of people don't realize buy for your need. Don't buy because after everybody done seen your house, your mama done seen your house, your daddy done seen your house, your friends, you know, post it all over Instagram and Facebook for all the likes and tweets and congratulations. You're stuck with that mortgage payment. years. So buy for your need. If you know you can stretch your budget monthly and afford that house, then do that. But if you know that, like for instance, when I bought my first house, I needed a house that was within my budget. Because when we first got pre-approved, I was married and my husband was making hand over foot money. So they approved us, but the mortgage payment was like 8,500 a month. I was like, who paying that? Oh, you can afford it. That's what the loan officers kept telling us. Y'all can afford it, y'all can afford it, y'all can afford it. And I was like, I can't afford that. And he was like, Well, miss bullock, you thinking the wrong way? I said, Well, if this man die, I gotta pay this mortgage payment because he's so a really we mortgage dangerous job. It's a
0: lot, and think about it if you get behind, right? sixteen thousand dollars And and you can't have. I try to tell people, ask people if you can you afford. For your transmission to go out Can you afford If somebody stole your car And the insurance company is going to pay the car off But can you buy another car without it Causing a ripple effect In your household Mm -hmm. Most people can't They cannot handle or survive one crisis One
1: crisis Because most of Americans are living Literally if they miss one paycheck It's a wreck It's a wrap. So when I'm talking to customers, I say you need to be realistic about what you want and your expectations because your expectations might be X, but your dollars say Y. Right. So when you're getting ready to buy your home, after everybody that sees your home, you're stuck with that mortgage payment. And then you stuck with a, you can either be stuck with a mortgage payment that you hate making payments. Everybody hate making payments. Or you can be stuck in a house that you really, really love or you can be stuck with cash in your pocket. You have to figure out which one is the most important for you.
0: Right.
1: So even now, when I pre approve customers and they're like, well, my budget is X. And I say, OK, well, that's what that monthly payment looked like. They go, ooh, let me dial it back a bit. Then I know your, your mortgage payment is most important to you. Mm-hmm.
0: Let me ask and you, you see, this. Mm-hmm. There's... So I had a, I had a buyer before she wanted to buy. She was paying, I think $1,700 a month in rent. Can you break it down to how that would look versus purchasing a house? So if a person has been renting a house for $1,700 a month, five years, are they likely to get approved for that same mortgage payment?
1: Yes and no.
0: So, if you've been paying $1,700
1: a month and you've been paying that for five years, you done paid $100,000 to a landlord on their mortgage.
0: Landlord.
1: So, this is why I tell customers, you're buying a property. You're not renting. You're buying. This is yours. You can paint the whole interior black if you want to. It's yours. So if you're when you're getting ready to rent, they don't care about what your car payment is. They don't care about what your credit card bills are. They only care about what your income is.
0: That's what, so I, that's what I was trying to draw out. That debt to income ratio that you calculate based on all of their expenses. All of your expenses. So when you're getting ready to buy a
1: house, this is how we calculate your income. So if you make $1,000 a month, let's just use that for average. If you make $1,000 a month, your mortgage payment cannot exceed 45% of your income. So that's $450. Exactly. Okay. But if you have, make a $1,000, your household debt, your household debt cannot exceed 55% of your, your, your monthly income,
0: which means with a mortgage
1: payment, credit card bills, house note, we don't Farm care about utilities,
0: student loans,
1: student loans. All that everything gets needs to be counted into your debt because those are monthly debts that are constantly reoccurring. You can be in your house and lights off, light a candle. We
0: don't care about that. Right. right. But we do why... care. Go ahead. go ahead. That's why when I've had people get frustrated when they, they've been paying all this money in rent and then they go get a pre-approval for like $120,000. <laughs> But right. I've been renting this house. I know, but you got a car and a truck and a motorcycle, and you got credit cards, and you still owe and <laughs> It's yeah. a lot, and 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 to give
1: kind of context, if you have a car payment that's five hundred dollars, you just took off eighty thousand dollars in a pre-approval. Ooh. So your pre-approval went from three hundred thousand to two twenty. And let me, because you. you got a car payment. That's five hundred. That car, Cause you had to have that car. And then a lot of times customers say, well, the interest rates are too high. Well, how much is your interest on your credit card? How much is your interest on your car note? 19%. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to complain about a 7% interest rate on a house, but go sell that car. Right. Buy that car this year and sell it next year and see if you're gonna get a return on your investment. At,
0: not at all.
1: Well, buy these
0: are moms, they're, they're, I, I wish I had that the sound effect.
1: <laughs> like the dropping of the ball, like the
0: <laughs> <You're a> sheep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but if you buy a house, let me tell y'all, I bought my house. I sold my I bought my house in 2015. I sold it in oh, 2021, really? walked away with $250,000 bought this house in 2021 my neighbor i bought my house in 2021 for 450 my neighbor sold theirs for seven hundred thousand can we say equity and that wasn't even six
0: months after i bought my house right so let me let me explain some let's explain the concept of home equity um because i've had way too many people ask me this question and they people are really confused about this. Home equity, What? explain home equity, please. Home equity is essentially a pot of cash
1: that's just sitting back waiting on you to collect it. Okay. You can sell it and collect it. You can refinance and collect it, but it is not going away. It's
0: not, unless the values change. But here's the thing that people had the misconception of. They thought that, There was just, the money just comes to you. I'm like, you got to refinance. People literally are out there that don't understand the value only becomes valuable when you go take out another loan. You have to extract that value from the property. Mm -hmm. So you you gained like 300,000 in equity in less than two years, but that equity is not liquid until you decide to refinance. And then now you have a bigger mortgage. Now you got a seven hundred thousand dollar mortgage instead of four hundred fifty. So mm-hmm. that's the difference. You don't just—it's not just free money. I want people to understand that it's yes, it is value in your property, but you can only get that money. You can only get access to that money by taking a mortgage out against the value of the house.
1: It's essentially like having money in the bank, and you can't right. do anything with it until you do a withdrawal. Yeah.
0: And the bank is your house. The bank is your house. And that's why it is better. That is the safest investment, in my opinion, ever. There's only one Earth in the whole solar system. (laughs) That's it. So go ahead and get your piece. Because we can't make any more. I can build a lot of stuff, but I can't build another Earth. There's only one. They're not making more land. This is it. Y'all, do what you do. Take care of it. And when you own a property, this is something that some people may not know. When you own a piece of real estate, I own everything from this house to the depth, to the core of the earth up into outer space. So that is literally a transferable right. When you purchase a house, you own everything from the core, all the way to the core, all the way to infinite outer space. So if you live somewhere where there's a um, like in a close close to a business district and there's maybe a highway, you can put a billboard in your yard and bank out. Like <laughs> bank out. I wish I had bought close. I remember I was looking at property when I first moved here to like in the Mechanicville area. Oh. God. They were giving away houses down there. They were like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars ten years ago. <laughs> now that stuff is three, four, five hundred thousand. Yes. So just know, think about those things when you're going to look for property. If there's some other potential value in that property that the seller might not be thinking about, first of all, shh, keep your mouth shut exactly go ahead and put a billboard on there if you're out in the country country and you got some acreage put a cell phone tower on there make that property make you money find ways for that property to give you more value next thing you know you drowning in equity take that money you're making from the the t-mobile at&t and then go buy you another property
1: i saw this video of this chick she was by herself she was a um, single woman she didn't have any kids And she bought this house in Atlanta and it came with like a big backyard. Mm -hmm. So she went to Home Depot, bought like a $35,000, I mean $3,500 shed, fixed that sucker up and she lived in the shed and she rented out her house and people were paying her mortgage payment and she was still banking like $500 extra a month off of just renting out her
0: house to a family. I could, I could, if I could show you, my mother and my sister's text message thread. (laughs) I'm plotting. I just had my backyard cleared, man. (laughs) Don't don't play with it. (laughs) I'm telling you. All right, man. I'm like, "Eh, this yard looking real good. (laughs) (laughs) For real. So, yeah, make it make money for you. Like, why not? it's a game of life For it's real. a game of life if you I'm ain't trying
1: to make a monopoly money, yes Please. yes have somebody sell your property and collect
0: and pay you rent pay hey, you rent man i'm this i'm looking at this like park play. Like exactly yeah that's what's up that's what's up so what else do you have going on Kenesha? i know you are always doing something
1: I got a passport and I'm traveling, honey. I got... <laughs> we Where we going,
0: girl?
1: In the girl? streets, okay. I had took my first international trip to San Salvador with some realtor friends of mine, and it was it was eye-opening. It was wow. so eye-opening. And I hear people say all the time, you know, um, if you don't they if you don't go out of the country, you're missing out on something. And that is so true. You have mm-hmm. to leave the country. Absolutely. And I think I'm just going to take two international trips a year. And what was crazy is I used to think it was so mad expensive, right? (laughs) (laughs) I used to think it was so mad expensive, but... It's not. I, I, I spent $150 on my plane ticket round trip.
0: Wow. The
1: Airbnb, it was nine of us, I believe. So the Airbnb was like... 50 bucks.
0: We was there for
1: like four days. I spent like maybe $200 on food. I had the juiciest 16 ounce steak I have ever had in my life. I don't know what kind of season they put on it. It was so tender. It was so good. Like I was just like $500 and I went out the country.
0: Do you know there's people who blow that in the club? They don't even leave their own town. Like, hey, Danny. Yeah, if people blow money like that on the weekend. Just For some people, oh that's, for some women, and I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm just calling it like it is. For some women, that's their hair budget. They go get these bundles, and they got to get somebody to put it in. $500 you could have had an international experience. I'm all, I'm very much into experiences. I don't
1: Listen, I am I probably got 45 more summers left up in me. I refuse to spend the next 45 summers stressed, depressed, yeah. overworked, underpaid, undeserving under of anything in life that I was born to get. My next forty-five summers is going to be epic. Do you hear me? Hey, because <laughs> I I live every day and I'm going to die once. And when I die, I'm gonna die knowing that I have experienced my forty-five summers left. And if I live past forty-five summers, then I then I you know die and sit down. In some... Then yeah, yeah. Then I did. I worry about you know like oh my god, like let me sit down somewhere and just like relax. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to travel with kids? I'm going to pack them kids a suitcase. Girl, let me tell my kids, we're going to go somewhere. I can guarantee you, this house will be clean, and these kids will be packed within 30 minutes. <laughs> they ready to live their lives, too. Amen.
0: That's and tough. if I can do
1: it with kids, man, if you women out there, if you have kids and you want to travel, travel. If you have kids and you want to go out to eat, take your kids out to eat, too. Absolutely. Life we to
0: used to kids. go, I had, I would take, Um, because I had five, and I had a minivan. And we would take air mattresses and just, I, you know, back in the day where we used to buy road atlases, the physical road atlas. And we would sometimes just pick somewhere to go. And, and you know, we were in Ohio, so the weather wasn't always good. Sometimes we would just go somewhere that had an um, indoor swimming pool. we tell the kids, pack your um, trunks, pack your stuff, and just go. And my kids grew up loving to just go somewhere. There's no occasion. We just, you know what? Let's just go to Niagara Falls. Let's just go to Wisconsin. It didn't cost a lot of money. It didn't cost a lot of money and you can do those things. I really believe that that should be something that every parent like makes a 100% mandatory part of their household budget. Take the kids somewhere, especially if you're from a small town like I grew up in a small town. Make sure that the kids get to experience something outside of their immediate world. Let them see life. Let them see how other people live. And I think that's what that's what a
1: lot of people fall short of when it deals with, you know, life is and their money and their finances is. You have to have your finances down to a T. Like I know how much I'm spending in toilet paper and tissue and paper towels and toothpaste. Do you hear me? Because I tell my kids, hey. I had five dollars this month that I'm spending on toothpaste. Everybody got toothpaste in their bathroom. If you don't use up a whole tube of toothpaste within a month, I know you ain't. No, you didn't, because your teeth ain't your teeth ain't been br- that brushed. <laughs> I know the how much you don't brush so. Because <laughs> Because if if I know, I know how much our household uses. Even daycare expenses. You have to know these numbers. You have to understand your numbers in order for you to get your finances in trade. This is the
0: accountant. I'm telling you. I'm
1: tell- your mortgage payment, your rent payment, your car payment. You Everything. have to know all of these things. Even to the point to where I stopped paying monthly for my car insurance since I started paying it six months in advance because it saves me two. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah,
1: do- we don't realize how calculated you, know, you have to be when it comes down to your finances because your life is
0: a business. It is. You don't think it's a business? The household is a whole corporation.
1: A whole corporation. With, with different, I my
0: different subsidiaries. Man, you better you better run that thing like it is. So, have you I ever um, have you ever considered teaching financial literacy and, and household management and budgeting and stuff? I, I haven't asked that question before, but no, I just you I should. don't know. You should I, like I if think- you put it if you put some if you put a thing together like I'll administer it because I know you got like nine hundred things going. I just really think that there's so many people, especially mommies, who really need that knowledge. Like I'll be the first to admit I suck at budgeting. Like I suck at it. I. I get everything done that I need to get done because I live so far below by, by means, but right. I suck at budgeting. If I was out here trying to listen to people in the streets and, you know, trying to drive the latest car and putting nails on my hands and all that stuff every week or whatever, I, I'd be. But it
1: needs to be in your budget. Like everything that you want to achieve in life, you can achieve if it's in your budget. If you literally sat down and thought, okay, this is the lifestyle that I want to live. And then you just put your numbers down on a piece of paper and you say, okay, this is how much I, and that will let you know how much money you need to make every month in order for use of saying that.
0: Thank you. I'm
1: talking about as much as like your household expenses, your luxury expenses, (laughs) Your vacation expenses. Even if you say, I'm going to take one or two vacations a year. If that costs $10,000, you need to have that in your monthly budget. Right. Figure, figure out how know.
0: you're going to do it. Reverse engineering. i to achieve it.
1: Right. And that's what took me because I was a single mom on Section 8. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, actually. So it was kind of like, okay, what is what do I want to live? How do I how envision long ago? myself? <laughs> 10
0: years ago and I know that sounds like a lot but it really ain't single mother on Section 8 to now living in a home worth with three quarters of a million dollar value
1: six bedrooms four
0: bathrooms backyard
1: what a, what a, so what a, I, I had to, I <laughs> have to,
0: I have to say that because um somebody is on section eight right now and doesn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I wanted you to be that light. I want somebody that young lady, young man, you have children, if you're struggling, you don't know what is, you don't see the bright side of your future right there. I'm telling you. Is there, because
1: we struggle because we lack
0: knowledge. Right.
1: And we're expecting someone to come Back Nobody's to relationships, coming. they're not coming. Nobody's coming. Nobody is coming. You are a hundred percent responsible for you, and that's something that I had to grasp as a single, as a single mother. Then I became a married mother. Then I became a single woman. That's something that I had to grasp throughout my lifehood, and just say, like, I'm looking for my knight in shining armor. That's me. That's me I'm my own knight in shining armor Everything people bring into my life Is extra Do you hear me I'm that type of chick that will buy my own self gifts Because if you bring me something It's extra For my birthday I don't expect nobody to show up And give me anything Because everything I give myself So anything you bring over here Is going to be extra Okay that's a, that's, that's when you have a life that is, I'm telling you, my mindset be so gone. It's just be like, okay, well, I'm just free. I will. Okay. Somebody to death.
0: I'm
1: like, okay. <laughs> okay. You uh, going out tonight? Nope. Okay. I'm still going because I have made plans to do something.
0: How about we going
1: out to eat? Nope. Okay. I will okay you to death. I'm not going to argue with you. You don't want to go. Go, go, go,
0: go. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever
1: I, reason you have to be where you are in life, it is 100% valid. That is your valid reason. But whatever reason you have to not be where you want to be in life is 100% valid too.
0: Period. Period.
1: <laughs> so this person that you see today is, it had to be built over a 10 year time period. And it's
0: just, yeah. How long ago? What year did you start doing mortgages? 2020. So these are the reason that I want to point out these dates, ladies and gentlemen. This is just 2023. So that means you had just started when I met you. Mm -hmm.
1: And I was bold with it.
0: She was bold. I was showing a house and she came and rang the doorbell on the house that I was showing. Like, hey. My name's Kanisha. I'm a real—I t- mean, I'm a loan officer, and she gave me her card. She—that girl built the business. I didn't realize I was watching your business be built. You've got to find I had goals, man. Creative ways, absolutely. You have to—you have to think outside of the box. You got to determine how bad you want it, whatever your it is. Determine how bad you want it, and make it happen. Like there's nobody, and I say this all the time: there is not a soul that has ever been created that can stop me but me exactly me 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 i know that i was created with all of this whatever it is that i want to do once i set my purpose on that thing that's it baby that's it call it done done done. that's why real estate is my thing because i was like I'm going to finally get my license. I wanted to do it in Ohio and I let my girl talk me out of it. She was like, girl, she broke down the commission structure. I was like, Oh, now mind you Youngstown, Ohio. Like I bought my house in Youngstown for $30,000. like, And Mm. my house was big and nice. (laughs) So, you know, working for that, for 3% of that, I got to do all this work. Probably not. So, I didn't do it then. Then I moved to Las Vegas and I wanted to do it. Well, at the time, they were, there was a lot of um a string of rape homicides of realtors. During so, the yeah, during the the bust, when all these there would be like whole subdivisions of brand new homes that were just foreclosed. The the builder went bankrupt. So these agents were trying to salvage their business. So they would just get a phone call and run to show a house to somebody that they had never met. So wow. they they were, they were getting raped and killed. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to do that here either. So when I came, I moved to Georgia in 2013. And I mean, just things were, it, the, the universe lined up, lined up. And it was like, it's time. It's time, and, you, and know I I it you, where saying,
1: you know what I hear you saying. Like, how many times did you start on your journey and you stop because you talked yourself out of it? You let people
0: talk you out of it.
1: And, and I've
0: never been around, a scary person, and I literally let one. Friend talked me out of it and then circumstances that didn't apply to me and wouldn't have applied to me because I've never been comfortable going somewhere with some strange person that I don't know. And you carry. And I carry. Don't Don't play play with it. it. Don't play with (laughs) it.
1: Don't play with it. But that's the thing, though. We will sit there and talk ourselves out of our dreams, out of our aspirations because we think, oh, that's too much or that's, or what do everybody else think? You, I don't care about what nobody thinks Because Kanisha will pack these kids up And get on the airplane and do whatever I will pack these kids up and We will go to a restaurant I can take my kids to Papa Dope's I can take my kids to wherever I And they're going to behave, behave And they're going to do what they're supposed to do This is my life And everybody else just came into it And my mm-hmm. kids will tell you that They'll say this is my mama life
0: We just here <laughs> Because they can oh, they're going to grow up They're going to grow up yeah. And that was Dang. my thing. I'm an empty nester. And it's like, let me, let your me, prepare life is so you. let me prepare you that first holiday season that nobody was around. It was like, what you mean? You going over her house? <laughs> i your mother. <laughs> <laughs> wanting to pout, but it's like, find your life again and I'm still figuring me out I'm still you know navigating those waters I miss my babies I miss yeah your yeah. babies got babies and my babies have babies I have five grandbabies <laughs> Lord Jesus <laughs> I have five grandchildren so yeah that that is one thing that I didn't really plan for is my life after children. I'm planning my life for my after
1: children now. Like my life after children now. Like I even now when I talk to my kids, I'm like, my son is going into high school this year. I said, "Listen, this is the first year for the rest of your life."
0: Yeah. You can
1: go to school and get a scholarship. You can do whatever you want or you can not. But we expect our kids when they turn 18 that they're going to know things that they're going to be already like, there's going to be a light bulb to go off or a switch to go off in their head and they're going to be able to, I know how to write checks. I can't tell you how many people I have talked to that don't even know what a check is, especially these newer kids that just graduated two, three years ago, especially none of these kids know what a check is. They don't know how to balance a checkbook. They don't know what a
0: check is. They don't even, they don't even know how to call and book an appointment. Sheesh. Yeah, if it's not in an app, these, these kids now are stuck. Wow. I had to give my kids their
1: socials. I said, hey, this is your social security number. I couldn't give my social security number until I was 20, 19. I think it was. I remember the I was feeling like, yeah. yes, and that's because we was, we that was the lack of knowledge. But me, I give my kids their social and I say, hey, before you apply for anything or before you stick that name on it, that number on a piece of paper, you need to talk to me about it because I yeah. need them to understand the value of what credit does. The value of what social does. Even now, my, all my kids are on my credit cards. They ain't got no credit card.
0: Right, but they right. Are Putting them cards. on as an authorized user is something that other cultures have done for many, many, many years. And it, it enables your children to have established credit once they become of age. And a lot exactly. of people don't know that practice. So you don't have to give anybody access to your credit, but you can put your child on your credit as an authorized user. And Mm -hmm. the length of your credit counts towards their credit. So that's a a chess play, baby. That's a chess.
1: Honey, I'm playing chess all day long, especially with my kids. Because I say, hey, I got six kids. That means I can spend six, two months at every last one of them house. I can sell my house. I'm going to live off my children. They my (laughs) retirement plan. Do you understand me? I'm going to leave one house for two months and I'm gonna go to the other house for two months. I'm not going to let them know which house I'm coming to. I'm just going to show up. Hilarious. I told my kids that story. They told me, well, I'm going to tell the maid to tell the butler to tell the guard at the gate not to come and let you in. I said, oh, you're going to be rich. I know I'm going to be at your house. I already know. That's that's the house I'm going to park myself at. I'm
0: going to give me an RV camper and I'm just going to travel. Do you hear me? That's my rit- no. <laughs> but I've thought time. about that, getting a... um." You know, just living the being a digital nomad. That's what that's it's a whole a culture now. Nomad. A digital nomad. I'm an empty nester. I can work from my laptop. Why? Why do I need to be stationary? You need be stationary, but it's like it's so much of this world out here, and we're just so we right. want to be stuck. Like I'm not we're gonna be I'm to be stuck in casket. I'm supposed to be going to Costa Rica. I'm. I'm gonna work it out. I'm gonna work it out. I would love to go to Costa Rica. Do you? Have Costa Rica is has been calling my name for a good twenty years. I wanna. I would love to have a home there. Um. Go yeah. for
1: it. Go for it. What you got? What you gonna? What's gonna happen? What's the worst that can happen? It burn down.
0: No. <laughs> but listen, um, honey, it's been so
1: awesome. As the time cut to end, I say this. I, just, I tell people this. I'm gonna be stuck in a casket,
0: in the ground. Up on the dirt. Until then, I'm not gonna be stuck in life. Right on, right on. So is that your final word? Are you got any more bars That's you wanna drop before you go? That's it. That's, it's it. That's been so how you gonna get from me today. Real, Kanisha. coming. I, mean. I appreciate all of you all for tuning in. People being engaged in the comment section. Everybody is grateful. I don't know if you can see the comments. People are really appreciative of all the bars and the knowledge you've been dropping. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that we finally made it happen. We got to get together. It's been too long. Um, it's time to go do some dinner. Oh my gosh. Listen, I just discovered that I can eat crab legs. I had crab legs Sunday. You're not (laughs) allergic to seafood. Yeah. I can't have shrimp and scallops girl. I studied my, um, my, my list. I got a a three page list. I got a three page list, baby. I smashed them crab legs. (gasps) Oh my gosh. So yes, we can go places. We can go places. so for those of you who don't know i have severe 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 food allergies. but crab isn't one so let's go let's go <laughs> i love it i love it I love it but i am so grateful thank you again for joining me on the blowing bubbles mm. podcast i want to remind everybody out there stay popping stay poppin'. see you